0: 75, 80. 75 000, 80. 80, 80, 80. Nice The first market report. We got Steve Fezzik here who is doing the heavy lifting. I'm gonna help at the beginning and at the very end, kind of like Bob Hope on the old tonight show. Faz first, though, I, I've just been meaning to ask you. By the way, we had an excellent show for the recap. There was one bet, two bets, three bets. I think we gave him four best bets in one show, just impromptu. And, you know, Fez, when he – yeah, it was four because of the uh, blah, blah, under. Or, yeah, blah, blah, under. Well, why isn't R.J. telling us? Go listen to the other show. That's the point. You know, let's get – I'll give him one. We have Tennessee under for the season. And we explain why over there. And I like Tennessee over just a couple days ago. Got to be flexible. Oh, No doubt. Okay, speaking of flexible, speaking of alligator blood, and just be honest here. So, after Kansas City lost on Thursday, you thought, and rightfully so, Survivor had an overlay um, effectively. Now, the rationale was because, hey, some people would have played Kansas City. Now, how many ended up playing Kansas City? Only around 50. 50 of like eight. Out of like 9,000. Okay, so when I think starting, then, that Bosa
1: thing—I mean, it would have been a lot if it wasn't well, for that. It, well, it's, it's, yeah, because um, the injuries to Minnesota Kansas City— Minnesota had a ton. Yeah, well, think about it. So Minnesota was was a six-point favorite. Kansas City was six and a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. But but everyone got spooked by Kansas City going down to four-and-a-half against Detroit. And, the, and And the direction was such that people weren't nearly as excited about shoving with Kansas City and then taking advantage of the rebuy.
0: But before that— you thought Kansas City losing would be really profitable.
1: 10% of the—I I thought, I thought 10% would approximately would take it so that they literally would have a 10% overlay. So
0: you go in with three contests. I was thinking I'll have, like, one or share one with you. But you said, hey, I've already put it in. I got Washington. And just like a dark cloud came over metaphorically, and I thought, oh, I think— Ari-. The thing I told you was I don't believe it's possible for Arizona to be overrated. Because they're the worst team in the league. I mean, no, yeah, I think the worst team can be overrated. I'm just saying the way this team is, is historically rated low now, I don't think you can be they're worse. They're
1: playing a six-and-a-half-win team with historically, the Washington, that doesn't have a good home field, and they're catching seven. That's a pretty low-rated team. That worried me. So I said, I'll watch,
0: and you had Washington in all three. How were you feeling? Give us a TikTok.
1: Icy. a blow-by-blow. Blow. Icy calm until... It's seven six and Washington's sucking. They're not playing well in offense, but it doesn't matter because Washington's not going to get in the end zone. And then right before the you're, you're saying Arizona won't. Yeah, yeah. It. I'm sorry. And then right before the half. By the way, this whole YouTube thing is a disaster with the NFL ticket because See, I've heard otherwise. A lot of people loved it. It's it's like the delay's too long. It's over a minute. Oh, because the in-game it's, stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I have to log on to YouTube and go in, and then and then that TV is I'm held hostage. I can't flip. You know, I got to stay on there. Forget it. I'm not doing it, um, but so what are you going to do? So I, so I'm just going to watch the. I'm going to pay super attention to the 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 other channels, the the national games, and I'm just going to play those. And it will go down a little bit with the exactly with the faster feed. And I'll and I'll be in depth more with those games, obviously, because I'm only watching two games at once instead of trying to like run around with my head cut off. So it's yeah, probably better. Got it. Yeah.
0: Okay. So anyway, I see calm until
1: uh-huh. until I blink and it's like it's 13 to seven and my team's losing now. Washington's losing. How did that happen? We have the ball. we're up seven six. No. I guess they it wasn't a defensive score, but they got it down to the two yard line and then scored right after. So we gave we gave away turnover. We gave away seven points, and our offense can't move the ball at all with Sam Howell. At any point, did you think R.J. was right? Well, at that point, I, I knew you were right because you said you, 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 you said it would be dicey, but I still this goes. It's a 1978 movie.
0: By the way, ESPN had Arizona a 72 percent chance to win at that point of the game.
1: I like makes sense, but by the time, but then Washington came down, and kicked a field goal, so Washington was still favored to win. At that point, because they're only down three and they're laying four and a half the second half, they're projected to win by one and a half. It's almost a coin flip. and going That's back, all good for
0: week one yeah, to survive. Yeah, going
1: back to the movie when he got to survive 20 times. So this movie Stingray, 1978, and one of the villains in the movie, everything goes wrong for him the entire movie. And he tells his fellow villains, icy calm. Icy calm, people. But but we we can't find the money and we can't find the drugs. It's icy calm, I tell you. It was icy calm.
0: Mm-hmm. calm. I think it was a mistake, because my, qui- my point would be— William
1: Watson was the actor,
0: you know? Awesome. No. Um, Here's, never mind. <laughs> William Watson?
1: Yeah. What else was he in? He's, he's one of those role actors, oh, and you'll okay. recognize him when you see him. He, I, was, in, he was in Roots, of all oh, things. Oh, there you go. Back, back to the NFL.
0: Um, he died <laughs> in 97, apparently. Uh, he looks like Caesar. Oh, wait, that's— uh,
1: uh, icy. Oh, calm. Okay, okay. You okay. probably recognize him.
0: Please don't say Icy Calm again. <laughs> Whatever you do. He looks tough. All right. Um, here's my question: Is if there's 20 weeks in the Survivor because there's a double on Thanksgiving and a double on Christmas? Yeah. Why would you go more than 20 teams deep? In your power ratings. Like, you were saying, Washington well, it won't be more than a point and a half other than that. And it's like, okay, but why would you ever play Washington?
1: Because they're a seven-point favorite. And I thought likely I'd have to use someone who was less than a seven over the course of the season.
0: But why would you if if, if the team—if if Washington is wearing your power rankings? They're not in the top 20.
1: It's— no, of course not. So why would you you got 20 teams better than them. Because Arizona's, like, the worst team in the league. So so, so as far as the opportunity of— And a lot of teams are going to be playing Arizona. Well, when I, well, they're going to—yes, and I'm going to be playing against because Arizona Baltimore consistently. course it's not going to be
0: much higher of a favorite than they were in this game. I mean, how,
1: who's worse than Houston? Well, Baltimore's going to be hosting the Rams. And uh, that, <laughs> I don't even know if they're going to be favored if the Rams keep playing the way they yeah, are. So, yeah, so so I kind of looked at that. I, I I think I earmarked that that game to well, play. Baltimore. Why all three? Was it just stubbornness? Is it just like if, oh no, that's that's efficiency because I only have three entries and it's like like if I if if I start only takes one to win. If I start effing around with three different teams, now I got to map out three different paths. So I got to spend a whole lot of time. As long as I'm mapping out the same path. For a while. Well, I have it, three. It, it simplifies it. Why well, have three? Because I can, I'll diverge by week nine. I'll have okay. a point where I'll say, yeah, this is like too, too this is a real, too, too close to call. I do like this one a little better. And then I'll go two on this did and hear, one on the other. Did you hear um, about this? There's a uh,
0: DraftKings, I think it is, or is having a $50,000 entry contest. I did not. Yeah, apparently. Well, I guess it would have started, but apparently there was a slight overlay and they were giving discounts to people going uh-huh. in. That'd be interesting. Yeah.
1: I hate these these winner take all contests though. I really do. it's like would you play a main event? I mean I understand like it's great to get a bracelet and everything, but do you want to play the main event when you play for seven days and if you make the if you make the final table everybody chops it, but otherwise you get nothing. That's what Survivor is.
2: Yeah,
0: I guess it's how much money it is. I mean it's it's all about what percentage of the bankroll, right? I mean fifty thousand is a lot, obviously. Okay, so. We're going to listen to you. You broke down a bunch of the – or all the games up till Monday night, and I'm going to jump back in for the Monday night, the double header. So let's enjoy Fez, and then when you come back – when
2: I come back, you'll be like, ah, oh,
0: thank you, RJ. Thank you.
2: All right, let's listen. Week two kicks off Thursday night with the Eagles hosting the Vikings. We saw this at 6 in the summer. Look ahead line was seven. It popped up to seven and a half Monday, but now it's back to seven. What's going on here?
1: Yeah, so power rating wise, I that's always my starting point. Giving I'm giving two for home field and all this. I make Philly a six and a half point favorite. Philly unimpressive despite the cover against New England. I'll go as far as to call that a phony cover, where um they uh definitely got outplayed in the stats. The um, have to be concerned about Kirk Cousins and primetime on a short week on the road. It doesn't get much worse than that. I would feel, and Philly did crush Minnesota when they played last year. So I can see. I can't see a lot of support for the Vikings. Sure, looks like Philly is going to be a very popular team, not just in teasers, but um, perhaps in um, as a little sleepy survivor play as well i i know despite my power ratings being lower i want no part of the vikings i would think this probably goes to seven and a half your thoughts mackenzie
2: yeah week two this year it was monday night football very similar situation or week two last year i should say it was it was one-sided i feel like it's a good matchup for the eagles i would be on that side as well by the way did you have any action for the famous two-point conversion that decided every total every side eagles patriots
1: uh, of course, I had under 46, so that was Oh, the, so you were sitting pretty. That was the right... No,
2: um, if they make it, I lose. Oh, yeah, you're right. They missed it. I forgot that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so it comes down to a coin flip, and they did indeed make it, and then they got flagged, right? And then they missed it on the on the next attempt, didn't so... Didn't count under, under caches. Um, Good numbers win. Right, and there And uh, under 46 was a great number. Under 45 and a half was good. Uh, it was very good. Under 45 was good, and under 44 and a half, slightly beat the market. And you know what? Slightly beating the market isn't enough. You um people talk about having closing line value. This is an important concept where people say if if on average you've got a better number than the closing number, you're gonna win. The best example I can give why that's not true, even in a, in a dime line in baseball, if team A is playing team B and it's a pick 'em and it's minus one oh five in each direction, and you have team A minus 101 and team B minus 102, obviously both of those beat the closing number if you bet them both, I don't see how you're going to win lane 101 and lane 102. So you have to beat it by enough to overcome the VIG.
2: Polish middle, we call that. Guaranteed loss. been there <laughs> myself. But, hey, sometimes you you know hedge out. Chargers, <laughs> Titans are going to start Sunday night football. Uh, the Titans were three-and-a-half point home dogs. They've been bet down to three. Okay, so it's, what was the summer line? Summer line was three-and-a-half, three and, a a half. and then look-ahead was a little bit more than three. Now it seems more like three-flat.
1: Okay, and, you know— I don't understand this line. So my power ratings, I go ahead and make the Chargers a one-point favorite. Just on my power ratings, I don't see how it's a particularly good spot for the Chargers either, traveling to Tennessee. So I went ahead and fired. I I, I bet plus three and a half. Which is three and a quarter? Uh, what's going on here, McKenzie? What am I missing?
2: I don't know. People love to bet the Chargers. People feel like offense is repeatable. They just scored thirty-four points. Titans didn't have any offense. But hey, there's there's twenty two guys on a football field, not just a quarterback.
1: So if you're listening to our opening line report, um, you don't need to purchase my first play of the week um because it is indeed on the Titans back
2: when we were getting three and a half. yes. Little Easter egg for the people. like it. Going on to Packers, they're at the Falcons. The summer line here was Falcons favored by one. Look ahead, Falcons were favored by one and a half. That reopened after Sunday's games with Packers favored by one, and that's what we're looking at right now.
1: Yeah, so Packers um, obviously looked good. So Falcons probably didn't look very good, and that's why the Green Bay favored, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, they, they scored 24 points throwing for like 80 yards. It was probably the least impressive 14-point victory you can have.
1: Yeah, I know R- Ritter just dinked and dunked. I'm, I show him 15 for 18 for a buck 15. That's not good, and a bad QBR. Um, and then I, if I look at the overall Uh, For the yardage, it was poor. They lost 281 to 221, plus three in turnovers. However, um, their yards per play were okay, but um, basically a pretty mediocre effort um, all the way around for the Falcons, probably not worthy of an upgrade at all. And so because of that, I do have Green Bay, the better team, but only by a little bit. So um, if throwing home field, I, I don't know who should be favored, so... If um, you give me, uh, give me either team plus the points to
2: tease upwards through the seven and I would do it. There's another example of people like to bet the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks seem irrationally favored here. Obviously, Jordan Love more impressive than Desmond Ritter in week one. Colts are going to go at Houston. We've seen a flip of the favorites here. Houston was a one point favorite in the summer. They were a two point favorite in the look ahead line. That's what World Open was Sunday afternoon. But money's coming on the coast. They're now a one-point favorite.
1: By the way, the rookie quarterbacks did go 0-3 straight up. 0-3 against the spread, so none of them um, got an upgrade. Although, I don't know if I necessarily you know, can, can blame Anthony Richardson because he did get them to the one-yard line when the much-despised Stash could not get that last yard to get the uh, cover. Um, so that really was a coin flip completely. Houston, you could argue, certainly had their chances also. And I thought that was more about Baltimore playing poorly than Houston playing well. Um, bottom line is I'm not upgrading any of the rookie quarterback teams, and uh, this one I made Houston the yeah I made Houston the one point favorite, but that assumes two for home field, which seems very generous. Uh, I, someone's got
2: to win, I guess. Uh, I'd make it zero. Pick 'em sounds right, about right to me. Both teams have been a one point favorite in the last few hours. Pick'em sounds about right. The Seahawks have been downgraded. They're at the Lions. In the summer, it was a two-and-a-half-point game. Seahawks plus two-and-a-half. ahead was plus three, so a little bit upgrade for the Lions. After Sunday's game, Lions were five-and-a-half-point favorites, now six-point favorites. Do you agree with this adjustment? I do
1: not. Um, I guess from a power rating perspective, I, I bumped Detroit up to a five-point favorite, and certainly terrible game for Seattle. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting about the Seattle Rams game. If they just swept... Swapped jerseys and played with the opposite team's jerseys. You could say, "Yep, that Rams defense is going to be horrible." Seattle just shredded them, thirty to thirteen, no problem. You know, go with the rookie wide receiver, etc. And he, and he just torches that bad deep. No, no, it was Seattle's defense that got torched and worthy of a, of a downgrade. But it still only get to five. I don't. I didn't really upgrade Detroit. I thought that was pick six touchdown and much more about Mahomes. Um, much despised receivers dropping all the balls. So um, the 0-1 team catching points has always been good against the 1-0 teams. Seattle certainly qualifies these two teams. Um, Detroit was perceived to be a little bit better, you know, coming into the year. Well, that's why during the summer line, the line was, you know, right around three.
2: So I think you got to look towards Seattle once you're catching six. Yeah, Seattle had a win total of nine, Detroit nine and a half. Doesn't seem like... Four-and-a-half points of difference or three-and-a-half points of difference to me. Next game, Bears are at the Buccaneers. Another big move in this game. The Bears are actually road favorites in the summer line and in the look-ahead line. That reopened as Tampa, a a one-and-a-half point favorite. They've been bet up to three as of Monday afternoon.
1: Yeah, what in the world is going on here? So, I get it. Tampa, they performed well. That, That was not worthy of an upgrade. They got outplayed completely by the Vikings, and... The Bears certainly worthy of a downgrade with how they played against the Packers, where they always seem to struggle in that home game against Green Bay or just in general against Green Bay. But now we've moved this line five points. Really? Really? And the Bears are in the good spot, 0-1 facing an 0-2. Eberflus, what are the odds on him to be the first coach fired? I know they went up after that last performance. Sure, i got to look towards the Bears. I mean, I I can't... um, Uh, I can't believe this went all the way to three. So that's very likely to be a play for me later in the week.
2: I'd love to query how do teams do like Todd Bowles a week ago when they are the favorite to be first coach fired. Maybe there's a little pep in their step in that particular scenario. This next game, we've seen a little bit of movement, but we're back to where we started. The Chiefs were a three-point favorite in the summer and on the look-ahead line, it got down to two-and-a-half Monday, but money coming in Monday evening. The Chiefs are now, again, three-point favorites at Jacksonville.
1: And, of course, lots of moving parts. So we are going to skip the Monday night game, which just concluded with uh, Buffalo and the Jets. And, obviously, we're going to do a massive uh, uh, power rating adjustment for the Jets, who are worthy of probably a one-point upgrade and a five-point downgrade right. at quarterback. So probably a four-point net downgrade for you know for that game. So we'll skip the Vegas-Buffalo game. Uh, you know, it's interesting because KC obviously underperformed Jacksonville. uh, They played well. Ridley, what got into Ridley? You know, he's back. He's back. You know, I would bet on that kid. I really would. So would he. (laughs) Um, That's the, uh, that's the problem. Um, But the, from a power rating perspective, I only make this uh, Kansas city the slightest of favorites and we're catching three, which means when I had that big of a power rating difference, you know, and I didn't pull the trigger for clients I had one power rating, big differential last week, just one, and it was Miami against the Chargers. I know the game went back and forth, but um, the spot is outstanding for Kansas City. Awful loss with 10 days. The 0-1 team against the 1-0 team, but that's still, um, that might be a bridge too far to bring this spread all the way to three. Um, I could only look towards Jacksonville.
2: Next game, the Ravens are at the Bengals. The Bengals were three-and-a-half-point favorite. That reopened at only three-point favorite after their Disappointing week one, but money has come in. We are now at Cincinnati, we'll call it 3.3.
1: Yeah, this is very interesting. I know Baltimore, um, they got the cover, but they also had some key injuries that occurred, you know, Dobbins, um, et cetera, during that game. What was the other key injury? I'm I'm drawing a blank
2: here. Uh, Ronnie Staley's banged up. I think he will be back. There was a a handful of them, though.
1: Yes. Um, So because of that... I got these two teams equal right now, and since he doesn't even have three for home field, similar to the Kansas City game, do you really feel like, you know, you've got all these quality teams, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City, all at 0 and 1? Um, do we really expect that they're um we're not gonna get the best effort across the board? I'm sure that we are, and because of that, um I'd be reluctant to back Baltimore at three. But if it got to three and a half, I would absolutely take them.
2: What'd you think of Lamar Jackson and the new offense?
1: Um I thought underperformed, didn't have Mark Andrews. I Now, to be fair, it wasn't one of the games that I've watched, but um, I do think that Zay Flowers is the real deal. Would you, you saw the game. Would you agree?
2: Yeah, definitely. He looked like the, the best talent position player, and he, they're going to need him, and they're going to need Mark Andrews back uh, to reinvigorate that offense. But I thought, you know, because it was the first week under the new system, I gave it a pass, but it definitely did not look too impressive.
1: And And, and you know, a lot of these box scores seems like it's more – A fact of, you know, teams are going for it fourth and one and more and they're being more aggressive on fourth down. So there's a lot of these games where teams had short fields to get scoring drives, especially, you know, later in the game. But heck, we saw the Bears go for it fourth and one in the first quarter from their own 40 and failed. Right.
2: Yeah. A good defense sometimes gives you a lot of good offensive opportunities. Next game here. Giants are at the Cardinals. Giants couldn't have been worse and they've been downgraded. This was a five and a half point. Line in the look ahead reopened at four and a half after Sunday, and money coming in late Monday evening. Giants now four point favorites at Arizona.
1: Sure doesn't seem like enough of an adjustment, does it? That it's only a point and a half adjustment. And it's the least valuable point and a half you can adjust. Yeah, that, you know, that's a great point because so we've only had like a, I'd argue a fifteen cent adjustment from five and a half to four, right? And Arizona, nothing wrong with how you know their new quarterback Dobbs played. Um, which certainly – I mean, he was putting – I mean, his stats are going to be bad, but he was put in a terrible situation. And the Giants, absolutely atrocious all game long. Um, Short week for the Giants, well, from Sunday night football. I make this game three, so maybe – well, I'm giving Arizona two for home field, so I don't get all – I make the game three and a half, and the line should be four. But I do think, you know, when you see a team lose zero to 40, as I like to call the final score – those are the sort of <laughs> those are the sort of, sort of final scores that motivate a team greatly. A shutout performance where you lose by 40. I'm sure if we queried everything, that um, we wouldn't get many. You know, 40 point losses right. and by shutout. I'm willing to venture that would be a profitable subset to back that team.
2: I think so too. Brian Dable, by the way, coach of the year. I looked it up. I'm, I wonder how does how Belichick, you know, the genius, does in this scenario. He never lost by that much. He never lost by more than 30 ever in his life. So mm. he wouldn't know. He wouldn't have any experience with that. Next game here, the 49ers are at the Rams. This one surprised me, even as a 49ers fan. This was four and a half in the summer, moved up to six in the look ahead, reopened at six and a half on Sunday, and all Monday it's been 49ers money. We're now looking at 49ers minus eight on the road at the Rams, who are very impressive themselves.
1: Well, you've correctly categorized me as a wrongful 49er hater. <laughs> Fifth! their fifth. Uh, well, you'll be pleased to hear that there's no way I have the Niners underrated in my power ratings right now as they are number one. Let's go. Let's go. Having said all that, you know, I'm reluctant to bet on the Rams because I don't like backing a team that just pulled a big upset and then they need another one. But if they're home and they have a good home field, I'm willing to do so. Absolutely. But I don't know. It sure looks like there's going to be more 49er fans than Rams fans in L.A. Any experience with that, McKenzie?
2: Uh, the only game I've been to, I got the box for uh, San Francisco hosting the Rams. So I don't I don't have any experience in SoFi Stadium. But, I mean, I've seen the TVs. It's very red in there, I'll tell you that much. So I have, um, on a neutral,
1: I have the Niners a seven-point favorite. At most, I'll give the Rams one for home field. But that gets me to six, which gets me to where the number started at. And now the number's at eight. So I could only look towards the Rams, who, I, who uh, really played well. I'm so I mean, if we're going to upgrade the Rams, how many did I upgrade them by? Uh, one and a half. Are we going to upgrade Purdy and company three and a half? Seems too much. Even <laughs> I can even say that seems a little bit excessive. I'm I'm willing to upgrade them two, you know, because they just played a dominant, absolute dominant game. Pittsburgh first five drives one yard, one. That's not good.
2: So we're not going to talk about the Monday night games much, but I got to ask you this because it just popped up on the screen. DraftKings reopened the Cowboys Jets line. You want to venture a guess? It was three and a half before the injury.
1: You know, I, I I totally forgot. RJ will be pleased as we bet Dallas minus two and a half. If you recall, right? Good bet. And I actually did bet some minus three this morning. some minus minus one sixty-two. So I did get at that. Uh, well, I just said a four-point upgrade, but 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 just from quarterbacks, it's going to be a five-point upgrade. So if it was three and a half. Uh, eight and, a half, eight and a half.
2: DraftKings has seven and a half, but that's right in range with the seven, eight being not that valuable of a number. So, so DraftKings used my five
1: for a quarterback and then they shaved off a point for the Jets performance and got to the seven and a half. So that actually matched exactly. I just said a four point upgrade to, uh, or downgrade to the Jets.
2: DraftKings is on it. All right. Next game. They're We're real- listening. <laughs> they definitely are. Shout out to DraftKings. I think they, they do. us yes. On a couple of these shows. So shout out. Uh, Washington is at Denver no movement in this line it was three and a half in the summer Broncos favorite at home that's what we're looking at right now Broncos three and a half hosting the Commanders so this is interesting because the at first I was thinking
1: wow Denver is really really cheap by my ratings um, and then the more I thought about is it, like all right McKenzie, who's better coming into the year before they played Washington or the Raiders who's better
2: I it's pretty close. I would say uh before this, before week one, Washington would be considered better. But it's close. I I I could see an argument either way,
1: Yeah, I, I think it I and, and the Raiders playing well. I, I think it's real, you know, it's almost a comp. So if, if Denver closes three against Vegas and they don't play well, should they be close should sh- should they be laying more than that? No, my numbers say five and a half. So Good I point. think I think my numbers are just wrong on um on Denver for whatever reason that, you know, that, that week one, week two in Denver stuff, that's um, that was just absolutely dynamite for 20 years. And it's taking, taking another hit with the, uh, the, with the loss to the Raiders. No, they
2: haven't covered in four home openers after week one. You got to think with that extra week of preparation after the preseason, teams might be able to just get focused and get in that mile high shape. And that's why we haven't seen that be such a difference. What do you think about that?
1: Oh yeah. Now that is an excellent, excellent point that even, And I would say week two the teams are gassed. But if ever there was a time you have extra conditioning drills and the like before the season starts, it would be during that time when when you know during the preseason you're so focused on who's going to make the team and you know and just tackling and nuts and bolts and basic blocking and tackling drills as much tackling as they do. I mean joint practices and the the like. Um, So my power ratings say Denver, not with my money. Um, No, thank
2: you. Next up we have Miami at New England. A little bit of movement in this line. Miami did get upgraded after upset win. This was Miami minus two in the summer. Same in the look ahead. Reopened at two, but Monday night there's been money. Miami's now a two-and-a-half point favorite. So what is the, how likely is it that the game pops up to a three here, would you say? People like offense. People like uh, Tyreek Hill. I'd, I'd say there's a one-third chance we, get a, we see a three.
1: And what's the, what's the chance that we see a non-widely available three at a Golden Nugget or a Treasure Island or a place like that? Much higher. Yes. And, you know, the more I think about this, it's like Miami, kind of a phony loss. Uh, excuse me. Miami, a a back-and-forth game that, that they won. Quite and they win. They deserved to win. But it, they could have lost. And New England certainly could have won. And now Miami just went all the way out to Chargers where they played a very disappointing game last year and had a great offensive game. They go home to South Beach, and then they got to go up to New England. It sure looks like the type of game New England should win, so I'm pretty confident I'll be getting at New England. If it doesn't go to three, I'll, I'll certainly be teasing New England. I'd kind of be shocked if they got blown out. I'm back.
0: All right, has two games to go. Monday Night Football, double hatter.
2: All right, McKenzie, line history on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers were favored in the summer by one point. Same on the look ahead. Who are they playing? They're Cleveland. playing the Cleveland Browns. They're hosting them. This reopened at Pickham uh, Sunday afternoon. All the money's been on Cleveland. They're now two point favorites. All right, so this is the classic. Cleveland couldn't have looked better. Pittsburgh couldn't have looked worse. I'm a
0: believer that Burrow was a big, his injury was a big chunk of Cleveland's performance. And I think Pittsburgh having such a bad O.C. that was able to be figured out by the San Fran D.C. had a lot to do, or the San Fran team had a lot to do with it. I actually think this is almost a perfect storm of value on Pittsburgh.
1: So I agree with you, but I think it's a lot of it is the situational spot now is great for the Steelers. I think that the, uh, the line adjustment, we moved through the zero, so we moved three points, but it's really like two points. I think that's warranted to move this to flip at Pittsburgh minus one. All right, we make Cleveland like a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm fine with that if they played Week 8, but I'm not fine with it like Pittsburgh off the embarrassing loss. Mm-hmm. Now they're home. Cleveland... Satisfying win, Battle of Ohio. I mean, the spot sets up great for the Steelers. Back-to-back home games. Tomlin's good at this. I, I mean, he, like I love what he said in his post-game interview. We got out coached. It's true. You know, true. we got outplayed. We got to improve upon. I love that when a coach says that though. Right. That the first thing he said was we got out coached, which is probably true, but that that makes. I mean, that's better for the organization, right?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it's kind of—it seems like you could have a record—you could create an app that said—because <laughs> he says the same thing after. I mean, but again, he says it with, the, the like, high energy in his voice, so we are you know, it's like, I don't know. Listen, he's a good coach. He's just not—the funny thing is he's better in these spots than he is when he's got the, the favorite. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. So there was a lot of Pittsburgh momentum coming in this game. I like Pittsburgh here. Uh, now, obviously, Haywood is out for, like, eight weeks— um, and, and Pittsburgh's done exceptionally well on Monday night when they haven't been favored. Um, let me see. When they're not a double-digit favorite, pretty much, I guess it's now if they're not more than 10 in this trend,
1: 30 and 15 on Monday night. Five and a half points ATS advantage per game. Does that speak to the fact that your Steelers tend to take some games for granted and Monday night they're always going to be sky high so they won't have a letup? I think so- I mean I know they're better at
0: home on Monday night, like if you actually look at the home away split, um it's pretty strong, so at home well, they're twenty one and two straight up at home since nineteen eighty nine yeah twenty one and two straight up at home, and we're getting points, yeah against the browns
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I like it so where do, but really, this isn't about picks, this is more about line moves, so what do you what do you see the market just reacting to with these two you know how the extreme results
1: and yes. um where do you see this line going? Now, that's a great question because the pros are going to love Pittsburgh and the public's going to love Cleveland. And so if this was a Sunday game, I would say, oh, clearly the money's going to pour in on Pittsburgh right before the game starts. But it's a Monday night football game. And so it would not surprise me if the public money actually could dwarf the pro money. I mean, remember, the pros are going to bet like they're 2 3% of bankroll on a game, and then they're going to be done with it.
0: So what's your answer? I don't know. So you think it's going to be pros Balanced. against Joes? Yes. Okay. By the way, Cleveland up to two and a half in the last hour. So the pros are still betting the Browns here, up to two and a half. As does that. All right. Okay. Second Monday night game. Let me give this a try to do the rundown. Faz, you think I can do it?
1: I believe you are massively
0: qualified. I, I'm Overqualified. Gonna, I, at that. I'm going to try. All right. I'll be like an
1: auctioneer. I'm <laughs> the
0: That wasn't very good. Okay, so what we know for sure is there's been anti-Carolina money since the preseason. And we see that if we look at the summer line all the way up to the look-ahead. So the look-ahead came out last week, right, before week two, right? So since the summer to last week, it was the case in this game. Now remember, this game's at Carolina. It's the Saints on the road. Saints were a one-point dog. So I was saying Carolina is a little bit worse than the Saints, right, Mm -hmm. just a little bit. Well, then the look ahead was one and a half Saints favored. Boom. That makes sense, right? Because there's been a lot of interest getting anti-Carolina, even before this week one game. Yes. Now, week one, they don't look great. They don't look bad. I mean, you think about it. Saints was a toss-up game. Carolina was a toss-up game. Really, right? But still... Another until move. they start.
1: Carolina started turning the ball over. Yeah, but we think in the long run that evens out, right? Mm, do we with that quarterback? I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point. The number one pick, but still, you're <laughs> right. So the line goes up to two and a half. So Saints now favored on the road at two and a half at the open. At the open, well, come Monday morning, and I'm a big fan of the Monday moves being some of the big ones because that's when all the books open up. Monday morning early, more money on the Saints goes up to three. So it is now Saints on the road, favored by three, at Carolina, and it's been Saints money the whole way. I'm not sure it's all justified. Seems like a bridge too far to me because, like,
1: right now I look at my power ratings and, like, I got the Saints just a slightly better than average team. I don't think we can go much higher than that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've got Carolina three and a half points worse than an average team. but This team's supposed to win seven and a half games. That's really low. Given their what their season win number was, well that means the line should be four on a neutral, and you go ahead and give you you give the two for home field. Now I know you're going to the three, but that gets me to like two point seven five, not three point one, not not to the full three where it's at. So I think two and a half was a perfectly good number, and now there's too much money coming in overreaction week one to the, to uh, anti Carolina. Is it me or?
0: No, I was going to say I don't often see once a line moves to three that it gets bought back, but it does. Um, Here's my thinking. This feels like a perfect storm of general narrative sentiment. If there was no preseason this year, I think Carolina would be two points high. I think the preseason affected Carolina by two points. I agree with that. And I don't think that's necessarily justified.
1: Maybe the question is your quarterback play.
0: Well, Maybe it is. But Frank Reich was bad in week one. And remember, I had an early piece on Atlanta, and then we I bought back half of it. Still had half a unit on it. I bought it back at three and a half. Um, you know, I think we had minus 105. But to me, it feels like what happened in week one, it's hard to do anything more than Carolina half a point down. I mean, I think that's a lot, but let's call it a half a point.
1: Defense played perfectly well
0: against Atlanta. Right, better than you think, in yes. a way. So, to me, if and Young looked good, except for the two interceptions he threw. It feels like this narrative in the preseason this is the one team that the Pittsburgh was positive, mm. Carolina was negative. I think no team was affected in the preseason more. It feels, and then you got the Saints winning a game that was a coin flip. I don't think you didn't upgrade them, did you?
1: No, no, God no. I, so you downgraded them, right? Did you downgrade? I, I, no adjustment. Yeah, I, I actually think I downgrade. I downgrade both teams by half because of their bad quarterback play. Okay, so because Carr didn't look like he, he 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 was fully like functional with the offense yet. Well,
0: here's what I know: the look ahead line was one and a half. Hmm. There's two, uh, two games are played, and those games you say are a net neutral. And now it's three. But Neither team was impressive, and now well, no, it's three. We don't, even have to, we don't have to even say it that way. You have a mathematical representation of your feelings. Yes. It was a half-point down, half downgrade of both teams, which means relatively they stayed flat with each
1: other. You cannot get, you get to two, you can't get to three. I'm, how do you even get to two? Yeah. I mean, you can say that
0: early line was wrong, but was it that wrong? Why weren't people golfing? Gall- Anyone that was betting two and a half up to three, why didn't they bet it at one and a half? Probably the only if the limits weren't big enough. Yeah. But I don't think that the real limit people aren't betting those types aren't betting even now.
1: Mm. I and mean, I think this narrative of the all these rookie quarterbacks aren't ready is running rampant now. Which
0: is true. I mean, we do have it since September in 2019 onward. In the month of September, five and twenty straight up. And lately,
2: last two years, it's been even worse. Yeah, two and thirteen ATS since twenty one. Mm.
0: So, yeah, but, but here's the thing. I think it's because they've had too many people starting, meaning you go three deep this year. It probably wasn't right. But the number one pick starts most years. I'm not so sure that's a problem. Meaning, hey, By yeah. the way,
1: I did play this game. I'm curious. Um, I played under 41. Mm-hmm. It's down to 40. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't give it out to the clients because it, it was just starting to move. I, um, I don't understand how we're going to get scoring in this game. So do you still like it at 40? Because it looks like
0: forty and a half in some forty one, such a good I, yeah, you're it's right. Such an important number. All right, but just to explain, this is an example where if it's easy. Fez could have easily put it out there. He could have said, "Hey, see the numbers right there." I, you know, I bet, you know, and he could have got credit for that. Meaning, but the his customers wouldn't have been able, or his long, especially his season long ones wouldn't have been. And when I say especially, meaning they are already getting access the minute he releases, they they get an email and text. Right? Is because uh, we have an auto taxing yeah. system. Is you're saying no? I can't do that. Because I actually
1: queued it up and right, right and then it moved on me. And, so I before I submitted it. So and, I said, and that's the point. Is
0: though it would have been legitimate when it comes to exactly how to keep the record. You didn't do it because you knew a majority of your people couldn't get the right number. To me, that's why you have so many reoccurring customers. People year after year because they know you have their best interest at heart, and they win. So if you've thought of giving Fez a look, see to be a customer for a week, a month, now's the time. He's on a twenty-one and seven run in the NFL, and like you're you're seeing the wisdom here. I
1: like it. And every pick I'm giving out now in the write-up, I'm putting three widely available books. Boom, boom, boom. That are that 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 it's available at. And oftentimes it's it, there's a better number somewhere, and I'll certainly quote that. I won't I, like I'll say, hey, go ahead and bet this under 51. But note, there's 51 and a half at DraftKings or someplace.
0: You're gonna get. You're gonna have a better record at the end of your time with Feds than what he promotes. However, it falls. Sometimes you might lose one you should win. Sometimes you're gonna win one you should lose, or tie, push. But you're going to have at least a result as good as what he re, uh, is promoting, if not mostly, most of the time, better. Okay, that's at Pregame.com. Click Buy Picks and click Fezzik, and you can look at his homepage and all these different information. All right, if you haven't listened yet to the recap, we had four different picks in there. It's, it's a great show. We'll be doing it every Monday Night Taping Tuesday release. And, by the way, back, obviously, on Thursday with the dream preview and SOV AM every weekday. Talk to you soon.